Hey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Love Shack. Hey, welcome to the Love Shack, a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations and uncover mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship or are single and know you've got to do better next time, this show has been created just for you. I'm Stacy Bartley, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm here with my co-host and lover, Tom. Together for the past decade, we have been teaching and loving on people from around the world with the sole purpose of helping singles and couples create and experience love for a lifetime in their relationships, both with themselves and others. And a shout out to our listeners. Just a quick reminder of all the different places you can catch us. Again, thank you for wherever you find us and listen to us. We are live every Thursday, 1 p.m. on our awesome station up in Seattle, KKNW 1150 a.m. Yes. And then we also stream through the powers of technology and our awesome engineer, Eric Ryder, at the board there. We stream to our YouTube and Facebook pages, which is Love Shack Live Show. And then sometime Friday through the powers and our team, our episode is uploaded to all the podcast directories from Apple to Spotify and Google and, and everywhere in, in between. between. So bottom line is thank you for your precious time sharing some of that with us. And wherever you find yourself today or whenever you're listening, we appreciate you. Yeah. And because all great conversations begin with sharing a beverage or something that we eat when you think about it, we want to create an experience of inviting you into our love shack and into our world today. And so we always start our episodes with a conversation about what it is you're drinking for Tom and I, it's pretty consistent, but we have a little sparkly going on and we got sparkly water and sparkly wine and water, water in the spirit of full disclosure. And I want to give a shout out to people who have shared with us what they're drinking today. Don is enjoying a LaCroix mango sparkling water. Oh, and that Paul, sounds good. I know. I like those. And Paul is enjoying a Pell-El, which Tom and I, we have a neighbor that's a terrible influence on us. Sure. And she's Blame probably going to listen to this recording. Donnie, we sorry. love her. She's adorable. She's wonderful. The incredible neighbor that she is. And she's a bad, bad influence on us when it comes to beers. She's introduced us to the whole world of micro beers. So grab your favorite beverage right now and join us in this conversation that we're about to embark on. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to cover the second part of a series that we started last week in episode number 36. It's the two part of epic ways to actually maintain a healthy relationship. Believe it or not, we can itemize these. We can say this and this and this and this and this are all important things to be aware of when you're stepping in to creating what we call love for a lifetime. Last week, we actually covered four of them and we will be covering the additional four. So we talked about last week, getting to know yourself, avoiding pretend and illusion, emotional weightlifting, and you probably don't know what that is, but it's important that you know what that is, as well as emotional pain and discomfort and frustration is a natural, normal part of all relationships. And we tend to think that we're getting it wrong. 
So these skills are important to the relationship building because it's only a matter of time before someone that you are in a relationship with or you yourself end up creating a little bit of a mess because as human beings, we are mess making machines and we need to get real about this and we need to let go of the idea of perfectionism. You know, I always say in a lot of the workshops that I do online and and yay, starting to do again in person, we are mess-making machines as human beings. We need to tell the truth about that. And this perfectionistic idea of having to get it right, of one way to do things, it's going to cripple us and it's going to challenge our mental health. So it's time for us to tell the truth. It's only a matter of time before we disappoint each other. And so we love these eight superpowers of what we call toe-tingling love because it's kind of like a reset, a recheck where we can go through the list and go, okay, 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 I got this, I got this. So join us today in the Love Shack as we dive into five, six, seven, and eight. These are things that we have never shared live or in, on air before, regardless of where you might find us in free workshops or webinars. These are things that we share with our private clients and we are going to unveil it all and share the whole enchilada with you as we come back in just a moment. So don't miss it. We'll be right back. Here's what one of Stacy Bartley's clients says about working with her. Working with Stacy has been life changing in a very magical way. I wanted to work with Stacy when I left a long term marriage because I didn't want to repeat any of my relational how would you say, unhealthiness. I'm so amazed how she has taken her experience and wrapped it into her own program, a program that is designed specially for you, for anyone that moves forward with her. She's unique. She's profound. She's she's magical. She has a love for others that is unmatched, and it would be a gift to yourself to work with Stacy. To book your 30, 45 minute, or 60 minute session with Stacy, go to stacybartley.com slash checkout. Hello, I'm Nathan Mum. Join me and Mike Day as we host a weekly technology show that talks about technology for the everyday common person. We are a live radio program that airs Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you go to facebook.com forward slash tech time radio, youtube.com forward slash tech time radio, or twitch.tv forward slash tech time radio, you can Catch us live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can find us at all podcast services online from Apple to Google and everything in between. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Welcome back, everybody. We are your hosts, Tom and Stacy Bartley, Love Shack Live. Thanks for joining us, and I think it's time for us to dive into the heart of the matter and share our eight superpowers for toe-tingling love and relationships. If you haven't caught the first four, 
please go back to last week's episode. Episode number 36. Number 36. And we are going to step in. Stacy reviewed those at the top of the show. What, one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to step into the five, six, seven, and eight in the heart of the matter. And again, this is Stacy at Shared. This is literally the recipe. This is the recipe that we, Stacy has, and I have really determined and created and taught and mentored through our working with hundreds of singles and couples. So, you know, really, it is the recipe for, mm-hmm. and Stacy's favorite thing is toe tingling. When have you asked someone, how's your relationship? And say, you know, it's incredible. It's tingles. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Navigating the silent, complex moments of separation or your partner's need for space can feel like walking through a maze without a map. If this sounds familiar, know that you are not alone. This journey, filled with uncertainties and introspection, requires a gentle, understanding guide. Hey, I'm Brooke from Love Shack Live. We see you, and more importantly, we get it. That's why we created the Separation Support Bundle a collection of resources designed to not just guide you through separation, but to offer comfort and clarity during these times. Our separation guide offers insights and support to help make sense of your emotions and the process of separation. And for those moments when words escape you, our guide on 10 texts to send when navigating space provides thoughtful prompts to help communicate with compassion, plus a soothing separation meditation to help ease the overwhelming moments. Because sometimes all we need is a starting point or a way to start feeling okay again. Remember, you don't have to journey through these complexities of separation alone. Our separation support bundle is here to accompany you, guiding you towards healing, understanding, and most importantly, the renewed sense of self. Visit stacybartley.com forward slash bundle today to access your free separation support bundle. At Love Shack Live, we're all about exploring the real stuff that relationships bring, the good and the challenging. So let's tackle this together, because even in the hardest times, there's hope, growth, and yes, even love to be found. <laughs> you know, that was something that came about a long time ago, babe, maybe like 10 years ago. It was yeah. one of the first things that hit me, like, what do I want to help people do? And I awoke one night from a sleep in a dream and I went, it's toe tingling. And Tom went like, <laughs> honey, come on. A little cheesy. Cheesy. Yeah. Cheesy. I mean, really toe tingling. I'm like, yeah, but doesn't that kind of like give you a visceral experience of like, you're content and everything feels wonderful and you're so excited and you can feel that little tingle in your fingertips and your toes. And um, from time to time when things are going well and I don't have to like, you know, smack you down, honey, I'll say, oh yeah, that really tingles my toes. And it's fun because it's become a real conversation with our clients and our small groups when we teach workshops and such, you know, it's kind of like the, a, a fun, like insider joke, like, ah, this is toe tingling. So we want to, we want to share these eight superpowers of toe tingling love with you because they really are the difference maker. And sometimes it's really difficult for us to understand, are we thriving in our relationships? Are we struggling? Like, is this a problem or not? And as one client recently said to me, to help me understand what's normal in a relationship, like, should I be concerned or should I not And this is where we're going to step into number five. But, you know, babe, maybe we should do a review of one through four first, just because, you know, that's important. We're going to just briefly touch on what the one for four is, hopefully debate you that if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, number 36, that you'll go back and listen to it once we're done with our conversation today, because these eight really will 
change your trajectory and understanding of relationships. Sure, we'll go through them quickly again. We did at the top of the hour, but for those of you, if you're just joining us, absolutely. So number one is to get to know yourself and your partner. And the most important one here, or word of this sentence and first framework is often. Yeah, because we roll over as human beings again and again and again and again. We are not the same people today as we were a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Gosh, so much changes and our perspectives change, what we need and want changes. And so it's really important to make that an active part of your Well, life. and I would challenge you to, you know, if you've been with your significant other, husband, wife, spouse, partner, for any length of time, really just do an honest inventory and think, gosh, who am I now versus when you know, we came together and I would assert, I love that word assert. Yes, you do. I had a wonderful unity minister <laughs> used to say in the moment of his sermon, like I assert very powerful. And would you pay attention? Like, Oh yes. Your... <laughs> Incredible presence. Awesome. Jim Lee. Um, anyway, I would assert that you're much different than when you came together, however long months, years, weeks, mm -hmm. that's just the way life rolls. So yeah. it's not a static process. It's mm -hmm. the most dynamic thing you will ever undertake in your life. I would assert again, two times now here and within 60 seconds, I'm asserting mm -hmm. a lot today, ladies and gentlemen, that we are different and we're constantly changing. Nothing is static about our relationship. Yeah. And yet we're taught a different story. So we talk all about that. Number so, two, number two, just so we don't get yeah, we can, time, we can. I know we could spend our avoid uh, pretend and illusion. Mm -hmm. And we step into pretend and illusion because we've all been given a story about how this relationship journey is supposed to go. And we can find ourselves trying to play out the narrative of how we think it's supposed to go or, you know, twisting ourselves into a pretzel to become the person that's supposed to, you know, fulfill this story of how relationships and love and marriage and commitment is supposed to go only to find ourselves disappointed at points and times in the journey. So that brings us to number number three emotional weightlifting is a thing and you better know what it is and how to do it it is a thing and it's a really important thing and tom and i are i don't want to give anything away but we're in the back stages right now with our team of creating an emotional weightlifting gym like yes this has got to become a real tangible thing so and yes it i mean Go so back important. to last week. We talked a lot. Really, it really is. It, that's a trademark uh, framework that we have that Stacy created. And then lastly, number four, emotional pain is a normal, natural, I'm highlighting that, emphasizing that part of love and relationships. Yeah, it's important that we talk about this because so often when we feel emotional rub in our relationships, frustration, agitation, betrayal, disappointment, etc. I could go, there's lots and lots of emotional descriptions and labels that we could put on the emotions that we feel, especially with our significant someone, our special, our person. And that's normal. It's going to happen. It happens in every relationship. As much as you would like to think that the cute little couple that you see you know, holding hands at the age of 87 and 95, for example, um, they've made it through without any emotional pain. That is just hooey. That is illusion. And that is also not ever going to be the case. There will always be some kind of emotional pain, frustration, disappointment, etc. Because we're mess making machines as human beings. And we got to talk about it. So that brings us to number now. five. Number five. And number five is show up. Yes. And the reality is about showing up is a lot of people say communication is the problem. It's because we don't talk. It's because we can't share. It's because we can't solve our problems. They never want to, you know, tell me the truth or um, they go missing or et cetera. 
when we did a survey a couple of years ago with hundreds of people about what they felt like the number one problem was in their relationships, it always came back to communication. Not even close. Not even close. I mean, yeah, number, hands by down. far. Like there was one. not even a, a, close, a close second, second. runner. Right. 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 Communication is cited to be the number one problem that we face in our relationships. And yes, it's important. But before we can talk about communication, we've got to talk about the ability to show up because I could teach you all the communication frameworks in the whole wide world. And I have some pretty spectacular ones, if I don't say so myself. However, they're not going to do any good for you until you muster up the courage to show up in your own life. Not much will change if when the rubber meets the road, you rip somebody's face off or you collapse and retreat. And then the conversation won't happen at all. And we start to spin a story in that illusion we talked about last week, um, why it is that I have to do this rip your face off or collapse into the unknown. So so give me um, just um, for those of us out there that things don't come as quickly as they do to my wonderful wife, show up. So meaning show up where I'm feeling like, um, my most authentic self, my most honest, maybe that's my most honest self. It's mustering the ability to show up at the conversation in the first place. It, and before any words come out of your mouth, it's like saying, okay, we're going to do this. And that's the most courageous thing we ever do is to just show up in our lives, not only for ourselves, right, to finally turn and face and have the conversations with ourselves, but to show up and, and be willing to share with your partner, let me give you an example. I have a client recently who is struggling in their marriage. They've been together nine years. They have a couple of young children. These are the divide and conquer years. They are challenging years because there's so much pressing on you. And we're young. We don't have a lot of relational experience per se. We don't know how this marriage thing is supposed to go because it's one. It's my first marriage. And we have, you know, all of these stories that we're trying to live out according to our religion, our family, our community, our world, etc. And this young, beautiful soul is in the throes of this. And as we're talking, she's saying, what happens is I feel bad. I feel like I'm talked down to. I feel like I don't get any help. I don't get any support. And I say, well, gosh, you know, are you showing up and able to ask him for what you need for the help that you need. And she says, well, I tell him that he's not doing enough. And I think, ah, mm, that's going to be a problem because if you don't get specific, he's not going to know, right? I mean, uh, I need help is a pretty general broad topic. And if I'm not familiar with the needs of the kids or the house or the, or, you know, the home, because I'm out making the money, it's going to be pretty challenging for me to know specifically what it is you need help with. Like, I feel like I'm doing enough, you know, I feel like I'm working my tail off, I go to work, I pay the bills, I contribute in. Um, but yet it seems to never be enough. And this is a very common narrative for the breadwinner of the household, which typically tends to be male, not always, but typically, okay. And then I said, well, okay, you know, what are you doing now? Well, we don't talk, we, we're not spending time together, we're not going out to spend any fun, we, you know, basically check, 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 take care of all the logistics of our relationship, which is normal and natural, um, to show that we want this and that we're in this. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Did you tell them that you care? Did you tell them that this relationship is meaningful to you? And she says, Oh, no, 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 I would never do that. And I says, Well, why not? She said, because if I do that, he'll mistreat me. He won't give me what I want. 
And I went, okay, okay, hold on a minute. This is where we need to stop. You're not showing up. And that's the story that you're using to not show up in your own life. And the reality is that if you don't tell them how you feel, if you're withholding your love, appreciation, acknowledgement, and the fact that you want this to work, the fact that you care, I know that that's a very vulnerable thing to say. But if I think that you're going to pull away, and this is all for not anyway, over time, I'm just going to give up. And that's the reality. And I says, well, gosh, what do you think is going to happen if you don't muster up the courage to show up and at least just express, hey, you're important to me. This relationship is important to me. I want to work on this. And she says, well, I guess things will just kind of stay the same. And I said, oh, no, 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 they will not stay the same. In fact, things are going to get worse. Things are going to continue to degrade until the default option of your relationship not working out at all will be the end result. And she said, oh, wow, you're right. It has been getting worse. And these are the examples of showing up and the conversations that we have around mustering up the reasons why we don't, why we don't say what we need to say, why we don't disclose those places inside of ourselves of, I really, really care about you. But you know what? Instead of being honest like that and authentic about how much I really do care and about how meaningful this is to me, I've been taught by society, my family demonstration, et cetera, that I need to withhold my love for you and my desire for this to work because then you'll spin it around and use it against me. And I want you to know that even if it is, you're going to feel better about the fact that you said, I want this to work because there's a tremendous amount of regret on the backside if we don't muster up the courage to say what it is we need to say and show up. So show up is primary. It's important. It matters. So again, number five is show up. Yes. Okay, that takes us to number six, which is master the skills a relationship. Yeah. The first thing you need to know is there are skills of relationship. Most people really? think. Skills. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Are, are we sure that we've not uh, had a slip of the tongue? Because when we share that, again, great relationships are a skill-based thing. process. And I know that's very, almost like, really? Yeah. And most of us don't understand or study or learn the skills right? We all think that we have the skills and it's everybody else that's messed up because of our upbringing, etc. So there are fundamental skills of relationships. And then yes, once we learn them and learn how to dance with them, we can put our own little personality and spin on them for sure, just like any skill. But if you don't have the basic skills of relationship, then it's going to continue to elude you. So I thought it might be helpful in this conversation to point out what those basic are. What are those basic skills that we need to be able to master and do in our relationships that makes everything not perfect, far from perfect, but it equips us to be able to navigate through the inevitable ups and downs of life and, and relationships of so, love. So we have an A, B, C, and D for number six. Well, I mean, or one, yeah. two, three, four, not yeah, to confuse. We a, well, B, you know, C, I'm kind D. of a radar. So let's yeah. go A, B, C, D. I love it. So A. Right. A. A, first things first, you must know how to create safety and permission for yourself and others. And let me just, again, I say this all the time, but I think it's an important distinction. Of course, when we say permission and safety, physical goes without saying there is no room for those to not be in place for your relationships. And Absolutely chance, zero tolerance. And if then go ahead. I'm listeners, sorry. you're struggling with physical safety, physical challenges. Okay. 
um, get support with yes. that. You're going to need some help and support with that. This is talking Just about the emotional, emotional safety, safety to and show emotional up. permission. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Huge. huge. So you're going to step into that? Well, I would just say that again, in the, in the emotional side of really, again, we have a physical body. If you listen to us and and we have a, a, an emotional body and the emotional body is, is, is huge. It really was what runs the show, especially in relationships, but we need a balance of both. But if we don't have the permission and safety, we're not going to be able to show up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're and not. so creating this safety and permission is paramount to relationships. And how do we do that? I was going to say, how do we do, give us an example of how, what would that would look like? Or more importantly, what would that feel like? Well, the first thing we need to understand is that as human beings, we all feel like we have the answer that my way of doing things is the way. And then what I need to do is convince you that it's the way and I need to pull out all my evidence and I need to, you know, basically chew you down to the point where you see that, or I just acquiesce and give up. And that's pointing to how we typically show up in our relationships as a version of control and collapse. And there's lots of varieties between those two opposites of control and collapse. The nature of the names probably gives you an idea of how it shows up. But control is kind of rip your face off. I'm the driver. I know the way you're going to do it my way or else. And a collapser is more of a person who goes along with that, right, until they can't take it anymore. And this dynamic that shows up in our relationships has us wondering if we should say something or not say something, or the way that I say it, I know is not working, but I don't know how to do it any other way. And what I want to impart to you is that everybody thinks that their way is the best way. And if you think about how ferociously we all want to be able to express how it is we feel and how we see it, like, like we just want to be able to see it and know that it's heard and that it's understood doesn't mean I have to go along with it. That alone would do a lot to alleviate the contention and the fights in our relationships. Like, okay, just tell me what you're thinking then. Okay, okay. Because typically, if I don't agree with you, I'm trying to shut it down. I'm trying to criticize your perspective. I'm trying to minimize the way that you feel about it. And if I could just give it a little permission, if I could just give it a little space, realizing it's not contagious, it's not going to get all over me. All it's going to do is give me an understanding of where you're coming from, because I already get where I'm coming from. Then it can change the trajectory of the understanding of the problem and the challenge that we are facing. So it's all about permission. In fact, I would take it a step further and say permission, the ultimate permission for me to feel the way that I feel and to give that space to you for you to feel the way that you feel is the epitome of unconditional love. That is it. It's not the sacrifice of self and substance. It's not over giving, over committing, jumping through hoops in order to have you love me. It's just the space for me to give you and for me to listen to you and your perspective, even though it may be different than mine. And it's hard for us as human beings. We immediately get defensive. Well, there's your sign, okay? There's your sign that maybe there's some emotional weightlifting that needs to be done. Which perfectly leads into number B. No, no that's, a, that's an oxymoron. Letter B, letter B. <laughs> say what you mean to say in a way you can hear and be heard. Yes. Oh, so we were, that's right. We were going through the skills. I kind of got off there. Yes. I know. Uh, yeah, because I'm not passionate about this at all. So maybe we should go A is. 
A is first things first. Safety and permission. Mm -hmm. B is say what you mean to say in a way you can hear and be heard. Yes. And so this is where some of the communication frameworks become really darn handy. We learn our patterns of speech through our teachers and through predominantly the families of origin that we grow up in. And we will continue to say them. They seem to work at home. So we think that they're going to work out in our relationships. And so there's patterns of speech and communication frameworks that absolutely need to be learned and mastered so that we can say what we need to say, but in a way that is heard. And I would just insert that. In fact, Stacey and I were talking about this in our our meeting in front of our show this morning is many times it's very, very simple to how we teach and mentor our our clients Mm -hmm. as far as can be just a slight change in the order of how the words are shared with our partners is a distinct and huge difference Mm -hmm. of the outcome. Huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. Not complicated Mm -mm. at all. But it's a skill. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. Letter C, ask for what you need and want. This is hard for us because we've been taught to not really disclose what it is we want and need because typically it's either been shut down, like who are you to want that? Or you think the world just revolves around you? That typically is the place that we go. Um, so we, we drop hints, we kind of allude and we assume that if you love me and that we're committed to making this work, you're going to know how to love me until you don't. And then I become hurt and feel betrayed and frustrated. And the reality is I don't know what that is. And yes, we have the wonderful five love languages. And I, I think that's spectacular, but it's not going to do a lot for us if we're in the heated disagreement or we're facing a deep challenge. I can't just do your love language and then everything be fine. We've got to be able to talk about it and explore where everybody's coming from. And so that takes the skills of safety and permission. It takes saying what you mean to say in a way that it can be heard. And then you've got to show up and you've absolutely got to lay the card on the table and say, this is what I need. This is what's important to me. This is how I feel. Going back to the story earlier of that cute, adorable client who's saying, I can't say what I want. I can't disclose that I want this to work. If she could, if she could say, I really want this to work. You're so important to me and I'm afraid that we're not going to make it. What can we do to fix this? That would do more than pointing out all the flaws and all the problems and all the things that are going wrong in their relationship. It'll get to a point where we just tune out because it's too painful. We go numb. We don't want to hear it. But if I know you care and I care and we can disclose that, then it sets us in a place where we can go forward in a brand new way and we can look at things from a totally different perspective. So it's important for us to talk talk about and learn how to talk about what it is we need and truly want, not just what the problems are. When Tom and I do live workshops, whether they're online or in person, yay, this is a place where people get bogged down, right? It's, it's, it's classic because we've never really been given a place where we can say, okay, so what do you want? Oh, can I say it? Can I really say it? Say it like this. Yes. Say it like this. Well, it's really, I would just say in some, in summation, would be to really, really learn how to advocate for yourself. Okay, so we're going to continue to move on because I can tell we're going to run out of time. Letter D is teach others how to love you best. Yes, that's our job. Uh, it's my job to teach you what I need, what I want. How what? You I mean t- I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You mean I can't read your mind? Well, can, how successful have you been at that with not, me? And I would say I, I, I adore you. And yet if I slip into the place and in spirit of full disclosure, sometimes I have. You should just know. And then I have to catch myself and go, yeah, he doesn't know. Otherwise, he'd be doing it because I know you love me. And so I got to teach you. I got to teach you how to love me and vice versa. Right. 
So it's important for us to recognize and realize people are not going to know what you need unless you disclose it because that's not information they're privy to. They only know what they need and want. And yet we fail to disclose that. And letter E is, and most important, sprinkle lots of fairy dust. Fairy dust is just acknowledgement, appreciation. And I remind you that you matter to me. And even if we're struggling and having a difficult time, fairy dust helps us get through the rough bumps by just reminding myself and each other that we care, that we want this to work, et cetera. So, so give us another, give us that same example or another quick example. So let's say I'm getting ready to step into a conversation perhaps I've never had before. How would I start that and use some fairy dust on the front side of that uh, conversation? Well, it's part of our communication framework where you teach uh, or not teach, but you use fairy dust on every difficult conversation that you will ever have. And fairy dust just sounds like, hey, before we step into this, I'm kind of nervous and my armpits are sweaty, but I want you to know I really care about us and I care about our relationship and I want this to go well. And there's a few things that I just need to share with you and know that you hear and understand them. You have a minute? That's a great setup for a difficult conversation. And then regardless of how it goes, make sure you use fairy dust on the backside too. Right. We gotcha. call it the communication. We like to sandwich. say you can't over overshare, over sprinkle fairy dust. Because we're all looking for that reassurance right. Right. that you're in this, that you care about me, you want this to work. And if you're not, then we need to disclose that too. Number you. seven, moving right along is okay, manage sorry. commitments. I think you kind of cut me off. I know, I'm sorry, but I know radar is watching time. the time. Time, 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 time. <laughs> See what I deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Seven. We gotta keep this show moving. Seven, okay. Number seven, manage Whew. commitments. That was commitments. A lot. The C word is huge. In fact, just so you know, real quick story, I'll make it fast. On our second or third conversation when Stacey and I came together over 10 years ago, over the phone, she said, I just want you to know I have no intentions of ever getting married again. I did say that. And I said, okay, <laughs> that, that's, you know, we have not a deal breaker. Let's continue. So. Uh-huh. Well, I was very commitment phobic and I didn't understand then Man. what I'm about to share with you now which is commitment for us human beings is very normal and easy for us to do. We all want to get in. It's just, we're afraid to get in. And I realized it wasn't commitment. I was afraid of. It was actually navigating the inevitable ups and downs that I know after being married and divorced twice were inevitable. And I didn't need another like mark on my scorecard of divorce number three. And so I decided I was going to solve that problem like so many of us do. We're just not going to do that. We're just not going to get married. And I I had for 15 years planted and declared my non-commitment flag that, hey, we can get in, we can take it so far, but I'm not going any further than X, Y, and Z. And Tom was like, hmm, okay, well, we're not going to have kids, et cetera. So yeah, I'm good. What, what else have you got? Until the moment did come where we had to commit. Now, the thing I want you to know about commitment is a couple of things. There's the commitment of you and I together forever, which is a vision. It's not a promise. And those are very different. Mm. It's a vision. We hope that we can fulfill our promise of being together forever, but sometimes that doesn't go so well and there's no guarantees and we do all kinds of things to guarantee that commitment from getting married to buying a house, to having a baby, to buying a timeshare. We're a looking together. for a guarantee, a right. business together. Yeah. We're looking to give us some kind of surety that we are going to make it without realizing these things that we're sharing with you are going to be the thing that are going to help you make it. There is no guarantees when it comes to love, just like there's no guarantees when it comes to my financial future. There are things that I can do consistently over time again and again and again that will ensure that I fulfill my vision. 
but it's going to take consistent focus and attention and relationships are no different. The other thing that I want to point out about commitment today is that when we make commitments with inside of ourselves, even though we may disappoint others, overextend ourselves, overcommit, or judge others for the breaking of those commitments, it's always me and the wrestle with me that's going to pay the price for commitment. Let me give you an example. If I'm feeling like I'm not enough, if I'm feeling insecure, or I'm feeling like I'm not lovable enough, I have a tendency to overextend and overcommit myself in relationships with others, whether it's my significant other or someone else. And then I find that I can't keep them. And then I hope that they don't notice. And then I'm always apologizing. And I feel like I can't get it right, which only spikes my insecurity and my feelings of feeling less than. Because at the end of the day, whether somebody else notices or not, I notice. And that's so important. If I keep the commitment simple, if I don't commit to things that I don't really intend to keep, I feel more aligned and at peace with inside of myself, which in the end helps me show up better. And so commitments are actually for ourselves. It's a place where if we're more mindful about what we promise to do and we keep those, it creates a place inside of us where we have increased self-esteem and confidence in ourselves to navigate the ups and downs of life. So if I chalk it off like it's no big deal and I dump you in the soup by breaking a commitment, then what happens is I know at the end of the day, the story that I'm weaving. So a broken commitment is just a commitment that I try and slough off like it was no big deal. And I try and say, oh, is that what you thought? Oh, no big deal there. I try and make it your problem. Not to say that when it comes to commitments, we can't renegotiate them. So before commitments are broken, it's important that we acknowledge we made a commitment and a promise, even if the other person doesn't remember for ourselves and that we renegotiate it before it's broken. And that's how we can renegotiate our commitments. But don't just try and bury them. Don't just pretend like they were made and didn't happen. Address them before you dump somebody in the soup. So I, I, what just came to mind is, let's say, you know, we committed to be somewhere. And you know, I, you know me, babe, I like, to, I like to be punctual. That's an important quality, in my opinion and my practice and how I try to run my life. So if I'm running behind, I've made a commitment to be there at 11. I know it's going to be 11, 10. Then I need to reach out to that person or that party and let them know that I'm going to be late. Yeah. I promise to be there at 11. Unfortunately, I'm going to be there at 10. Now we don't have to even get into the story. I don't have to say, Oh my gosh, it's the dog traffic. And my car wouldn't start. Right. I don't have to weave a story either because that doesn't work because then I know I'm lying. I know I'm extending the truth. I can just say, Hey, I had a promise and a commitment to be there at 11 and it's actually going to be more like 11, 10. I'll see you soon. I just wanted to let you know that is renegotiating a commitment yeah. and you're staying in alignment and agreement with what you're saying. What happened there? I acknowledged what my commitment was. And then I renegotiated in real time, right? Excellent. So that's important because commitments are all about how you show up and feel about yourself, not necessarily the other person. That's the impact. Okay. And the more broken commitments I have, the more I feel my confidence and my self-esteem is compromised with inside of myself, which tends to have me making more commitments and overextending myself or getting ticked that you're holding me accountable to my commitments. And that's where the whole thing begins to break down. 
So number eight. Number eight. Drum roll, please. Reinvigorate play and novelty. Our favorite. Like, I cannot overemphasize this enough. In fact, um, you'll notice if you hang out with us on the Love Shack and have been, we make it a part of every single week's episode because it's that important. Play and novelty are things that we go, oh, Tom, I'm on. too old. I'm too mature for that. Yeah, I'm we too, don't have time for that. Old. That's silly. I can't spend time doing that. Look at my list of things that are important that I have to and that I should accomplish. I'm a responsible adult now. Like, yes. No time and, for play and novelty. Yes. And, and we're mocking it because it's where we all go as we turn into responsible adults. We lose our affinity and our need for play, so we say. And yet it's the thing that cuts us off and doesn't allow us to refuel or energize our emotional well-being. And so we wonder why we struggle in our emotional lives with ourselves and others. It's because we don't refuel it. It's because we don't take care of it. And the only thing that will do that is being able to step into putting the problems on the shelf and simply allowing yourself to do something that you enjoy, to laugh, to let go, to experience something new and different. Or maybe it's something that you haven't revisited for a really long time. And so as you'll see, because we're going to move into that segment Follow the fun is something that we encourage you to do. And the reality is, if you were to just do those, if you were just to allow yourself to do those every week in our conversations, I promise you, it will change your life and the experiences that you have and the relationships with yourself and others. And I, I just want to reiterate, I mean, again, sometimes people might think, you know, you folks, you have no freaking clue what yeah. I'm going through right now. And, and perhaps so, but... Again, if we wait, I'm, I'm really want to impart this. If we wait until everything is perfectly aligned to then start, you know, doing some novelty and play, I would, again, I'm going to use my word assert. It's been a little while since I've used it, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because we don't everything get perfectly aligned for us to make the time for novelty and play. And this is coming from someone that I'm a pretty serious dude, ladies and gentlemen, pretty serious. I'm very responsible. So Stacy's been a wonderful influence in a good way to help me lighten up and loosen up. And realize, and she'll challenge me often, babe, come on, why don't you, you're done now. Let's go outside. Let's watch the, the sunset. Let's watch the moon. Let's look up at the sky. Let's listen to the crickets. I mean, it literally is that simple. But if we wait and wait until everything's just right, probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's coming from someone, believe me, this has been a huge journey for me. Huge. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about more after the break. We've given you a lot to think about. We want that to settle in. So we're going to take a break for a few minutes and we're going to be back with that fun that we just promised. See you in a minute. Here's what one of Stacy Bartley's clients says about working with her. Working with Stacy has been life changing in a very magical way. I wanted to work with Stacy when I left a long term marriage because I didn't want to repeat any of my relational how would you say, unhealthiness. I'm so amazed how she has taken her experience and wrapped it into her own program, a program that is designed specially for you, for anyone that moves forward with her. She's unique, she's profound, she's, she's magical. She has a love for others that is unmatched and it would be a gift to yourself to work with Stacy. 
To book your 30, 45-minute, or 60-minute session with Stacy, go to stacybartley.com slash checkout. Hello, I'm Nathan Mum. Join me and Mike Day as we host a weekly technology show that talks about technology for the everyday common person. We are a live radio program that airs Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you go to facebook.com forward slash techtimeradio, youtube.com forward slash techtimeradio, or twitch.tv forward slash techtimeradio, you can Catch us live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can find us at all podcast services online from Apple to Google and everything in between. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Welcome back, everybody. We are your host, Tom and Stacy Bartley. We've been sharing with you the eight super tips for toe-tinkling love. We hey, covered and, four And, and I'm just going to ask you to start that over because I don't think we were on mute. Oh, okay, sure. Welcome back, everybody. We are your host, <laughs> Tom and Stacy Bartley. Thank you so much for being here with us. We just completed the heart of the matter. We went through number five, six, seven, and eight of the eight toe-tingling super tips super tips you know and and if you didn't catch last week's episode please go back when we really went through one through four so after this deep conversation how about we take some time for a little bit of fun mrs bartley mm -hmm. i think it's time. yeah so it's summertime here in the northern hemisphere and i'm going to encourage you this week to do some backyard camping Yes, you heard that right. Backyard, backyard camping. camping. Pull out a sleeping bag. Could that be backyard glamping? Well, I mean, if you want to make it serious, I mean, if you really want to like pull out all the stops, but okay. you know, it could be as simple as just pulling out some sleeping bags, some blankets, maybe some cozy pillows and laying under the stars. Maybe you could go for a walk in the dark with a flashlight. I don't know about you, but kids are not the only ones that like to play with flashlights. Like they are super cool. Like you can shake them really fast, you know? Oh, I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry, but you can shake them really fast and they turn into a strobe light. You know, you can shine them up into the sky and see how far you can see. And they're really cool when you put them on your hand and it helps you see like all the stuff in your so hand. So give, give an adult <laughs> a flashlight with full, new batteries and watch know. how silly they might become. Oh my gosh, right? yes. And then while you're out there, you can sing songs if by chance you're musically inclined or Tom has a drum that it, he plays from time to time or where, you could strum a guitar. Where is my drum now that you're, yeah. is it below the house? Mm -hmm. okay. It's in the garage. All right. And then you could tell stories or, or read stories, campfire stories. If you Google search campfire stories, there's a plethora of fantastic on the edge of your seat camp stories, campfire stories. And then I want to remind everyone that with your smartphone or an iPad, you can do some stargazing. I'm going to give you three of my favorite stargazing apps right now. And we'll also have these in the show notes for those of you who are listening to the podcast after it's been canned. 
The first one is Star Walk. Star Walk is simple. It's easy to use. Doesn't take a lot of like, you know, tech savvy. Not to be like an astronomer to use yeah. it. No. Well, none of these you have to be an astronomer okay. to use. That's cool. You could just shine it into the sky. It's super cool, and it'll tell you what constellation wow. it is, where you are in the Milky Way. It's super fun. Star Walk is a good one. Sky View is a good one, and Star Chart is a fabulous one. And that is such a delightful experience that we won't take time to do unless we make a decision to do so. Are you stuck? I love to say this at the end of all of these. Are you stuck because there's nothing to be done? Or are you stuck because you won't allow yourself to try something different? Mm. And remember, you can't feel bad enough in order to feel better. And if you haven't already gotten on the fun list, yes, that's a thing. You can go to stacybartley.com forward slash podcast and the fun list option will be there. Just click on it. Join us. We're going to be also doing a giveaway next week. We do that the first month of every month, the first no, week of every month. First show, show. Yeah. First week, first Thursday. Yeah, say that again. You said the first month of every month. I'm sorry. That's okay. So clarify that for us. It would be the first episode, the first Thursday of every month. That's better. You're right. That's all right. <laughs> We're going to have some great giveaways for you next week that we do randomly. So if you want to get on that fun list, um, you'll be able to you know, sign up for to win some prizes that are fun, as well as every week we'll give you a fun idea just like this one. And again, I can't stress this enough. If you will just do these follow the fun moments, it will change your life and your relationship. So again, this week is to to go out back and 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 create some type of a camping experience. Yeah. And it can be as elaborate as you want. You said glamping. I mean, that to me, like, is you got to create food and beverage and you got to hang lights and you got to do a That's whole true. thing. I'm just suggesting that you go out and lay out your sleeping bags, your pillows, Keep it get a flashlight, maybe go for a walk in the dark, do some stargazing, tell some stories, sing a few songs. And it's a heck of a lot of fun. I remember, babe, when I was a kid, we used to have a water bed that we, <laughs> my brother got rid of. And I went, oh, wait a minute. And we blew it up and it would hang out on the back grass. And that's where we would sleep out with my friends. And we would have a camp out on the water bed. <laughs> anyway, you don't have to do that, of course. But just spend some time outdoors playing with the stars and the dark. And like I said, the flashlight can be a heck of a lot of fun. Very good. All righty. It's now time to spread some love. Here's where we feature other people, platforms, and bodies of work that are doing great things relationally for individuals, families, communities, and the world. Mm -hmm. And we want to take a moment and allow others to spread some love too. And our spread some love moment, right? This is the moment. It's coming from Christian Della Harta. He is a transformation coach, a breath worker, practitioner, and a TEDx speaker. And he's also the author of Awakening the Soul of Power. And when I asked him what tip he had to share with us today during our Spread the Love moment, he had this to say. Hi, my name is Christian de la Huerta, and I'm a personal transformation coach. I'm a breathwork practitioner. I'm a TEDx speaker. And I'm delighted to um, and grateful to Tracy to have been invited to be on Love Shack Live in a couple of months. Um, short message today um, about relationship. I've been doing retreats on different themes, one of them being conscious relationships for the last 30 years. And one of the premises um, of my retreat work, it's paraphrasing the Course in Miracles, um, it says something like, it's not our job to look for love, 
but to look within ourselves for the obstacles to love. So how are we sabotaging our relationships? How are we blocking love? Sometimes even from the get-go, by attracting the wrong people, by falling for people who are not available, who are not a match, who live on the opposite side of the country or the world even, uh, who are already with somebody else, or who maybe they're just not there. Um, so why do we do the things we do? Why do we create those patterns of, of self-sabotage um, and those behaviors that don't serve us? Um, that's kind of the, the one of the themes of my work and and one of the one of the messages of my work is is that doing this kind of work is heroic. It's nothing short of heroic to to be willing to look inside and to ask ourselves why we do the things we do and why we get stuck in these patterns of relationships that sometimes feel like we're we're in the same boring play or the same boring movie just with a different actor. Um, so it's really worthwhile work to to be willing to go within and to ask ourselves the hard questions and to face our inner demons because the reward for all that is freedom um, and the possibility to choose um, and to have the kind of relationships that we really long to to have and and the kind of lives that are filled with meaning and purpose um, a sense of personal empowerment um, which is by the way the theme of my latest book awakening the soul of power which is what Stacy and I are going to be discussing more during the interview. So thank you. Uh, much love and many blessings. And this is Christian de la Huerta signing off. Wow. So true. And as you can tell, this person is exceptionally deep and very profound. And he will be joining us uh, at the end of July for a conversation on the power struggles within relationships. And we'll be giving away a few of his books. So stay tuned. There's going to be some exciting things happening there. And I want to give a shout out to him for, thank, you know, and just thank him for sharing and spreading a little bit of love with us today. That is true. I've never, I've never heard it said that way. Um, instead of looking for love, look for the challenges with inside of myself that keep me from experiencing love. And that would be a better path. And I, I would highly agree and say that that is so true. So it's time for us to jump into the segment of Can You Feel It? And this is one of my favorites because, you know, we give you a lot to think about in our conversations during the heart of the matter. And it's time for us to feel, man, and there's nothing better than music to help us take us there, right? And so this theme song is just to take you away for a minute, to help you feel what it is we hope that you experience, especially if you apply some of the things that we're talking about here. And so this week's song that we have chosen to represent our episode is coming from Ed Sharan. And there's several versions of Ed Sharan's song called Perfect. Not because life is perfect, but if you implore these eight super tips that we're talking about, if you roll up your sleeves and start to get right mindful of how it is you create love that lasts for a lifetime, it can be perfect amongst the chaos of the kids, the work, the bills, the mills, etc. You can find your way back to dancing in the dark, appreciating all that you've built and shared 
and weathered together as a couple. It is truly perfectly toe-tingling, that's what I would say. So the song Perfect is a wonderful narrative, and we chose the version that is sung by... I'll let you say Yeah, this. Andrea Bocelli. And yes. Andrea Bocelli. And he sings in Italian because Tom and I love Italian, and oh it's just gosh. fantastic. I, I just got the tingles when I <laughs> listened to it last night when Stacey said, this is a fun part of our show. But we have a playlist. If you just want to start by going to the listen to the song first and then listen to the heart of the matter, whatever works for you. But again, can you feel it? This is a big part of, of what, what we're about and really trying to encourage you and, and touch you in many different places. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, a special thank you to our wonderful engineer, Eric Ryder, who's got our back and helps us sound amazing and puts us together in ways we can't describe. And a special thank you to Christian for his spread some love moment. We're Tom and Stacy Bartley. We are the host of Love Shack Live together with our wonderful engineer. Thanks so much for being here and spending time with us today inside of the Love Shack. We look forward to being back here again next week with you for more conversations that move the needle in our relationship, love, and sex world. And if there's something that you would like us to touch on, you have a question, anything really, our, we're dedicated to, to to serving you in places that you know that you need support, you need help, is you can reach out to us, stacybartley.com slash podcast, and there's a place where you can very, very simply and easily leave us a message. A question. You know, question anything, you know, or have you thought about having this person on, or you have a group or an organization that's doing a great thing for the spread some love moment. Help us, become our partner, and if this show touched you in a positive way, and you think there's someone in your circle of influence that would appreciate it please share it yeah absolutely until then we'll see you next week yeah look forward to being back here with you again bye for now have some fun thanks for joining us today in the love shack We hope you came away with something that made your toes tingle. To learn more about everything you heard on today's show, go to stacybartley.com slash podcast. Love the show? Help us spread the love by sharing the show with others. Okay, everybody, time to go. We got to close the doors to the love shack for this week. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Come back next week, though, and join us for another edition of Love Shack Live with Tom and Stacey Bartley.